everyone, welcome back. Happy Tuesday. I'm Liana. And I'm Rosalyn. And today we have a special guest. We have Caitlin, who is a brand content manager. So Caitlin, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hello. Uh, you want to know about my job or about me? Both. Both. Both? Okay. So I am the brand content manager at Red Roof. So essentially, all the words that you read on redroof.com, I make sure that they're all spiffy. About me, I'm quite the quirky person. I'm known for playing a ukulele, living with no furniture in my apartment, and traveling a lot. Well, speaking of traveling, I think, Rosalind, today we wanted to chat a little bit about solo traveling and what that entails, some heartfelt stories, some good ones, some bad ones, kind of cover the whole spectrum. Rosalind, do you have any experience with, with solo travel? The only experience I really have with solo travel is, again, when I started this job is really when I kind of started traveling. And so I've had a couple trips where I've had to travel alone. Um, most recently, I went to New York for a conference and I was kind of traveling by myself. And it's always different, I think, traveling by yourself than it is when you're kind of like with one person. Even if you don't know them too well, it just gives you kind of another person to rely on. When you're by yourself, you kind of experience everything on a different level. Yeah. No, I 100% agree. And I feel like I'm very much in the same boat. Like I've done like the travel process of like flying places by myself, you know, like for college and whatnot. I think this job is one of the first jobs I've really had to travel fully alone on and stay places by myself. And it it was really weird the first time. It's just such a different experience. But Caitlin, I feel like you have a very good understanding and you almost prefer to travel by yourself sometimes, which is really, really interesting and I feel like very unique in this day and age. Can you tell us a little bit about kind of some of the experiences you've had, maybe the last trip you took that you took by yourself, some people you encountered and some experiences that you went on? Oh my, I have a lot of traveling stories. <laughs> I could easily fill up this hour. So I've taken a different path in my life. Instead, uh, I'm just me in my life. So my solo travel actually started with the beginning of my career. I was offered a job across the country in Arizona and I decided to take it even though there was a lot of risk involved. So I bought a car, I packed it up, and I drove 2,000 miles across the country. It took me about three days. And I would say that sparked my interest in road trip travel. I would say that's what I mostly do by myself. When I live down in Arizona, it's so beautiful, and I lived in Flagstaff, and it's this beautiful small mountain town, which is very, if you think of Arizona, you think of cacti and hot, hot sun, and this is more of a cool mountain town. And Flagstaff is really situated within five hours of lots of cool places. You can get to Las Vegas, you can get to... Uh, Phoenix, you can go to, up to Utah, you can go to Albuquerque, all within five hours. So I would say that sparked my interest in just hopping in the car on a weekend and just driving somewhere cool. What I really travel for is national park stamps. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to blame my mom on this one because she came out to visit me uh, when I lived out there. She says, oh, there's this passport book and you can get cancellation stamps. So I got one just for kicks. But then I looked at the map of all the cool places you can go in Arizona. I'm like, oh, I could do this on a weekend because it's easy to get to. You know, you play a podcast in the car, you get to see really cool things on the drive. Mm -hmm. And that really sparked my interest. And if people know me, I like having checklists. I like, <laughs> I'm like the ultimate bucket list person. Yeah, Caitlin likes her organization for sure. 
I love having a big uh, to-do list. So having a travel to-do list. Um, but on a tiny, but on a tiny, tiny little post-it note. <laughs> I'd like to add. I'd like to add. I've come by your desk and I have seen. I have seen said lists, um, but they live sometimes on very, very small pieces of paper. And I'm amazed at how much you fit on there. Like they're the mini post-its, not just like the standard size like the post-its. The mini post-its. I do like the mini post-its. You do. Because it you fits love them. on the laptop. Yes. You close okay. It, you open it. When you travel so much, you have to pack light, and yes. like the big post-its yes. take up a lot of space. They it's, do. It's all part of the strategy. <laughs> uh, my last trip uh, was I drove all the way to Richmond, Virginia, um, oh, and that wow. was a really cool trip. Um, I went out there, of course, for stamps. So I got to learn about all the different uh, national battlefields out there. And accidentally, I, I did all the stamps in order of how the battles were fought in the Civil War. So I got to learn the history as it unraveled back in the day. And that part was really cool. There's really cool trails at these kind of battlefields. Um, I also went, of course, for the roller coasters at King's Dominion. <laughs> I love it. Got stuck on a roller coaster. That was fun. <gasps> yeah. Like stuck stuck. Oh, I got, yeah, we were on, we, me, I was on the crypt with a few other people. I don't know if you know this ride, it's a pendulum ride. So you, it, it swings like a pendulum and your seats go back and you go back and forth. No. So the ride runs That's just fine. My worst nightmare. Yeah. And right. then when it stops, <laughs> you stop at the top and then it's supposed to lower you down. You, you know, unbuckle. Yeah. Well, it never unlowered. And we're just sitting there. <laughs> and it's like 100 degrees out. Oh you're like God. roasting. And you're, the, like a, you're like a kebab at that point. I'm a kebab. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my sunscreen's probably sweated off at this point. Oh my God. And I can't hear the ride person telling me what's wrong so mm -hmm. I don't know how long I'm gonna be up there I don't have my phone on me because I don't ride with phones right. of course yeah. rookie move rookie move yeah. <laughs> yeah. rookie mistake <laughs> but it was only 15 minutes probably so not the end of the world but it felt like a lifetime oh my gosh yeah. Wait, so I have a question when sure. it specifically when it comes to solo travel so you said you don't bring your phone on rides and stuff with you what do you do with your stuff or like because in my mind I'm like okay if I'm going somewhere with other people you can be like here can you hold this for me for a second so I can go grab something but it's like you're really just you when I travel I usually have my phone on me just not on roller coasters uh, because um, there's a big chance of getting damaged mm -hmm. um, so I just hide them in my car you know even when I was riding the roller coasters I even picked rides where I knew I couldn't, like I, I had my keys on me. Mm -hmm. I, was, I have to have a security of, I have to rely on myself. Mm -hmm. I'm in hours away from my hotel at this amusement park. I don't want to damage my keys because if I mm -hmm. lose it, I'm screwed because my phones are in the car. Like yeah. I really did not set myself up for success in this one instance. <laughs> oh, no. oh, is this normally how you go about things or is this like a one-off? Thing. I would say it's a one-off thing. Normally, when I travel, travel for different hikes, I'll have a phone on me, I'll have mm -hmm. my keys, my water. I do several safety precautions when I travel because I'm by myself. So I write a whole itinerary of my trip. My family thinks it's because I like to know <laughs> what I'm doing every hour in the day, but really it's because if something happens to me, someone finds my car, they see my schedule, they know what I was planning to do. So mm -hmm. They know where to look. They know which hike I was planning to travel. Well, so especially with especially yeah. with hiking too. I would oh, I yeah. would you well, yeah. hear so many stories. I mean, you'd have to 
it's scary. You have to take safety precautions. Me and a couple of my friends, we just went to Hocking Hills, which is like two hours from here, if that, over the weekend. And we were we went completely unprepared, like forgot water. We didn't realize how far it was gonna be. Like you don't have service or anything when you're out there. If something happens, how do you combat the nerves to make sure all your ducks in a row? I do a lot of uh, double, triple, quadruple checks. <laughs> sure, yeah. I always make sure I can feel my keys on me. Mm. I don't like to have them loose in my bag just in case, you know, they accidentally fall out because then I'm stuck. Mm. Um, things that are important, like I'll have always money on me. Um, like when I'm driving, I have a first, I call it a first aid kit. It's really I call it a roadside kit. It's more like I have like a blanket. If my car gets stranded, I can still stay warm. I have a shovel, which I've used in the past for a trip. I also have a sleeping bag. I also have an air mattress. Yes, I've slept in my car before. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you live out in the desert, because I, I once took a road trip to San Diego, mm-hmm. and I didn't want to buy a hotel as much as possible because mm-hmm. it's expensive out there. For mm-hmm. sure. So I stopped at a, a love station, because there's a few out there where you can sleep 24-7. So I got an air mattress, got my sleeping bag, and I just slept in my car for a few hours. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then I drove to San Diego, and I stayed at the hotel that was um, probably like a mile north of the Mexican border. And it's, I almost went into Mexico a few times. Expressways <laughs> <laughs> ways are very confusing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I can imagine. Um, when you travel, kind of like Rosalind was talking about, are you, like, what is your preferred method of containing all of your necessities? Do you, like, have a fanny pack? You just stuff it all in your pockets? You have a backpack? Like, I have a day pack for my hikes. Okay. So I, I carry, uh, the necessities in there. I have my, I like having a water bladder. I don't know if you know what these things are. It's I'm like sorry, a what? It's called a water bladder. Uh, okay. <laughs> Just clarifying. It's like a it's like a bag of water you can put in your day pack and has this tube and you can just like Oh suck yeah, it yeah, yeah. Me. Is yeah. it a camel bag? Yeah, yeah. <sighs> okay. I've seen other people <laughs> yeah. wear them. Seen it on Nat Geo. Yeah. Seen it on TV. <laughs> That's the hip word for it. Okay, got <laughs> Whatever. it. Whatever. Yeah, so normally that uh, normally in my purse and I have it worn across me so it's hard to like steal. Like a crossbow, yeah. yeah crossbow. I'm very curious the logistics I think of solo travel. So where do you typically stay when you travel by yourself? Uh, when I first started solo traveling it was all about if I could sleep in my car as much as possible. It, oh really? I would yes. thought it would have been the opposite because I don't know maybe it's maybe we just have like different approaches to life because I would be like if this is my first time solo traveling I'm making sure I always am in a hotel locked door. Right. <laughs> like, same. No, I've got same. an air mattress in the car. Well I'm cheap. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> number one I was cheap. Number two I was paying off uh, my car loan and my student loans and it was my goal. To, I still wanted to travel. I didn't want to sacrifice that, but it was a big uh, importance to pay off these loans in my life. I don't like owing people money. <laughs> so I was trying to find the best way where I can still have the both, both worlds where I don't have to take away from my loan payments. I can still travel. And sleep in your car is the cheapest bet. Cheapest bet. <laughs> it's more like two bucks going to the travel store to get a snack to yeah. use their yeah. uh, facilities. Um, so I did that for a while. and. The temperature was fine in the car. I had to like keep my car on to stay mm-hmm. hot or cold. But as I finally paid off my loans, <laughs> and then you know, as I actually had money I could spend, started doing hotels. I think that's what really gravitated me towards the Red Roof brand because it really fits my lifestyle. It's mm-hmm. the way I travel. I just stay the night. I love that it's 
en route. It uh, embraces my love of travel. I really want to hear the shovel story that you, you teed up. Yes, let's cycle <laughs> back to the Ashley said, I keep a shovel in my car that I had to use, and just nothing else gave me. All right, this is the infamous story. Uh, <laughs> so if you remember 2016, I finally decided to take my first vacation at um, my last job, and it was January. I wanted to go to Asheville, North Carolina. And you have to remember, I came. I just recently came back from Arizona, where right. you could just travel anytime in the air, and it's not a big deal. Yeah. Well, it's a different story when you travel through the mountains on this side of the country. <laughs> yeah, sure is. It wasn't a big deal getting there. Um, it was cold. It was 10 degrees when I was there. But I was like, oh, it's the south. It doesn't snow here. <laughs> so I enjoyed my week, and I think it was uh, – I was leaving on – Friday and that Thursday um, when I was having breakfast the waiter says oh did you hear about the big snowstorm coming in I said oh no and I didn't think of any of it because you know I've lived in West Michigan I lived in Chicago I mean these are heavy snowstorms I yeah like it's I mean, it's the South. They're, they're just exaggerating. <laughs> right, right. You're like, cute, cute. It's cute. I'm it's fine. Cute. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. But then as I keep watching the weather, I think, oh, I should have left. Oh, I should have left. <laughs> oh, no. So I'm, so I'm watching the snow fall, but it was just too late to go. So first thing in the morning, I just mentally prepared myself, said, you're going to do this. <laughs> and I'm so grateful to say, before I continue on my story, that the week before this trip, I got new tires on my car. Oh. And I would say that's what saved my life, <laughs> this experience. Oh, my gosh. So I get on the road, and there's a good – it's a good 18 inches. And they don't have plows down there, I'm guessing, because none of the yeah. streets were plowed. So I'm plowing myself. And I said, okay, you just have to get the expressway, and then it'll be plowed. No. <laughs> <laughs> expressway and it's all snow so I'm like paving my own path through all this snow trying to figure out a lane and eventually I was able to get behind a snow plow and we just follow him mm -hmm. I'm like I don't care how long it takes me I'm just gonna keep driving until I'm done what kind of car are you in I, I need a, an image. I have a RAV4 okay so it's an SUV so it's higher so up. it's oh, okay yeah if I had a smaller car Dunzo. No, Dunzo. Yeah. Like, I will not drive through the mountains with a smaller car. I don't trust it. Okay. So, so I'm driving. <laughs> I get through North Carolina. I get to drive through the Smokies, which, you know, it's beautiful that time of year. <laughs> not the best driving conditions, but gorgeous. Really, really pretty. Really yeah. pretty. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't so terrified for my life. Yeah, yeah. So I get up to, oh, I'm in Kentucky now, and I... I had stopped for lunch, I stopped for gas, and I get back on the road. And maybe a half hour later, we slow to a stop. I think nothing of it at first. Mm -hmm. I'm listening to a podcast. An hour passes, two hours pass, three hours pass. Five hours I was parked on the expressway, not moving, not oh knowing if I can get off the expressway. So it turns out the way the expressways run through the mountains is they're very up and down, they weave well. Mm -hmm. That's very difficult for semi-trucks. So they easily tip over in that kind of weather. Mm -hmm. So one probably tipped over and blocked like 10 miles of traffic. Oh and my we were gosh. just stuck. <laughs> so now it's dark and um, fortunately, I'm just so glad I had gas. 
so I can yeah. turn my car warm because it's I'm not exaggerating seven degrees outside oh my gosh yeah. <laughs> I think I'm I, I'm just gonna die here yeah. <laughs> all these this, is it. <laughs> this is it <laughs> this is it <laughs> me in 10 miles of traffic right and then all and then it's probably eight o'clock at this point a uh, police car comes up to my car and he says all right we're escorting every car out one by one and I'm escorting you first Oh, wow. I was like, thank you. Yeah. And I don't cry easily. <laughs> you think this is the end of the story? Well, it's not. Oh, oh it keeps no. going. Yeah, we so still haven't heard about the shovel. Yeah. We still haven't even heard about the shovel yet. <laughs> so I get escorted off the, uh, we were going northbound, so he um, lets me get on southbound through the, like, those turn, uh, like those U-turns. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Um, so I'm going south, and they tell me which exit to take because the expressway is closed. Mm-hmm. Past that, so I think, oh, easy peasy, I'll just get a hotel for the night. First hotel, no, we're booked. Second hotel, no, we're booked. Third hotel, oh, no, we're God. booked. <laughs> and this is the it's only terrifying. exit. Only exit. So I finally get to this one hotel. It's it's my last, like my last choice. Mm-hmm. And I get to the woman, and she says, no, we're sold out. And I said, okay. She goes, well, you can sleep in my parking lot. And I said, okay. <laughs> like, I have I have the stuff. I have the air mattress. Yeah. I have the sleeping bag, which can withstand really cold weather. <laughs> so I could, I could have made it work. Mm-hmm. Um, but then she says, well, actually, I have this one room that's technically not for sale, but I can sell it to you. But there's no heat, there's no running water in the shower. What? <laughs> and the doors don't lock. <laughs> and I said, sold. <laughs> so as I, you, know, it was so. It didn't look legit because she oh, even it had didn't to sound s- legit. She didn't. S- <laughs> she didn't right. She what? didn't scan my card. She had to like, you know, do one of those prints where like they rub it like a cemetery. Grave. Oh my god. <laughs> <Caitlin>. <laughs> Is my only option. <laughs> I would so have gone with the car at this point. I think I would have too. Well, I'm signing the receipt, and then her phone rings, and she picks it up, and I can hear the people on the call saying, "Oh, we're being escorted from the expressway, so we decided to take our room again." And she says, "I just took someone's money for your room. You just lost it." And I can oh. hear him screaming on the phone, being upset because that was the last mm-hmm. room, and all these people—that's all they can go to. Yeah. Uh, Wait, I'm confused. So he was going to sleep in the room with no running water. Mm-hmm. It was very high demand, this. Sure. <laughs> and it was probably yeah, the most commodity. expensive rooms yeah. I've ever had to book. But it, it's, oh, it smelled like smoke so bad. So oh, cold. No. I kept all my <laughs> all my layers on. And that was gross. I was just glad there was restaurants. So I was, so the shovel came to hand because their parking lot wasn't plowed. So I got my shovel and plow myself parking spot in the path to get out of said parking spot <laughs> if I needed it. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. So I was there for two days. Uh, because Two days? Two days. Yeah. In a room with no running water, no locks, yep. and no heat? Yep. <laughs> watching TV, talking with friends on the phone. Um, fortunately, there was... Wait, so the TV worked? TV worked. Oh, the electricity worked, just the heat didn't work. Or water. I could wash my hands. I couldn't wash my hair. Well, so the funny end of the story, oh, I finally got home. So 
once the expressway opened up and it was mm-hmm. no problems from there. But the funny story was, I want to say six months ago, I was telling a coworker about this story. I said, I have to show you this hotel. It's so janky. <laughs> Wait, yeah, you need to show us. So yeah, I, pull, I pulled up the map and the satellite view, and it's not there. <gasps> so I put what? it on street view. It's not there. It doesn't exist anymore. So part of me well, thinks, did it ever exist? <laughs> yeah, you're like, did I dream so, this? Did I dream this? Did I accidentally rent a shed? Just in the middle of the wilderness? Like, what? I guess we'll never know. Yes. Oh my gosh. I don't I even know that. how to, yeah. I you picked know. a room with no lock over sleeping in your car. Because your car has locks. Yeah, but I can just put my suitcase in front of the door. So if they try to open it. I mean, yeah, the door was shut. It just didn't lock. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought of that. Yeah, I would have been like, I'm sleeping in my car. Yeah. Had a fantastic view of the closed pool. Yeah, I'm I sure. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't really solo travel. Like, like I keep saying, I feel like I'd be too nervous to solo. Like, it's crazy to me to like think that like, I don't know that you could just like pick up one day and just say, I'm gonna drive across the country and just do that. Like, I would just be tired. I'd be on the phone with my mom the whole time. Like, I'm just, I don't think I could do it. Um, I think you could. You really just have to trust yourself. I mean, as long as you like, you think through like in a certain scenario, what would you do? Then you can move forward. I live my life by myself, so every every day is, you know, <laughs> a solo travel. <laughs> so, and I don't want to stop living just because it's me or a friend can't go or my family can't drop what they need to join me. So I just move forward. I mean, I, I think you can do it. You just have to. I just think that's a very revolutionized way to look at travel. And it's yeah. very, like, Rosalind and I were both very excited to have you on because it's really inspirational. I I hope that someday like that I am at a spot in my life where I'm comfortable enough to like push myself to like I love to travel and I I can do a 12 hour drive, 14 hour drive by myself no problem, but it's cuz I'm driving home. You know, it's not because I'm yeah. driving to an unknown destination. Mm-hmm. What I'm one of those like if I'm traveling by myself, I'm not very I'll walk maybe within a, a mile of my lodging situation and then like I'll call tonight like I won't ever like push myself I don't think I would ever go on like what, really? I, no and I'm very very independent but with, when it comes to travel I think I just have a very different view and I aspire to have a trip sometime where I go by myself and I enjoy myself and spend a lot of time by myself I mean you gotta pick a trip where because you, you do a lot of thinking when you're by yourself sure so here to one be comfortable with thinking by yourself <laughs> More, like give, give me like a starter trip for solo travel for solo like a travel? beginner a beginner trip? trip beginner's guide yeah beginner's for guide traveling um, solo. I would recommend doing a state lodge because it's only a few hours away so if something does happen you still have that safety harness of you can still get home Sure. Um, it, you're still by yourself. There's still things to do. Um, what I love about state lodges is they're really close to uh, different hikes, different wineries, uh, different. You'll find the quirkiest restaurants um, that have delicious food. And uh, for the listeners that don't know, I'm a vegetarian, so it's also very difficult to travel <laughs> <laughs> because I can't uh, just stop at any place to eat. So sometimes I have to bring my own food. <laughs> so it's nice when you go, like, Areas you wouldn't think would have a variety of options sometimes do. Um, so I would say start there because 
you always have that safety net of if something happens, you can still come home, someone can still get you, you can still laugh about it at the end. And like for a necessity bag for a solo traveler, I mean, you already touched upon it, but would you recommend the same thing to somebody who's like just starting out on solo travel, like a, sho- a shovel? Yeah. Um, I recommend a shovel even if you don't travel and live in a winter spot. In a winter spot, sure, sure. <laughs> um, but you would say like a sleeping bag, first aid kit, Definitely a sleeping bag. I, I recommend an air mattress, um, one that fits in your car because it makes it way more comfortable. Um, definitely a blanket. Always have some snacks. I definitely carry a lot of water in my car. I have like five bottles of water. What about and toilet smart. paper? Toilet paper? Oh, you know, I don't. I have a lot of napkins. So I do have sure. <laughs> paper. Two birds, one stone. Yeah. Sure. I can make that work. Right? Yeah, yeah. Very efficient. <laughs> and I recommend... Even just having the basic itinerary, so if something does happen. I would have never thought yeah, of that. Yeah, that's like a good idea. That's really good insider yeah. knowledge there, folks. Like, I'm just like going back to my trip to Hocking Hills and being like, all the things we should have done and didn't do. Right, absolutely. Like, <laughs> yeah, because just think of like all the miles away you're from like a gas station or yeah. something could have happened. Because uh, another thing too is there's several areas you think, oh, you know, get reception and I can find my way home. That's not true. Less... One of my trips, I flew to um, I flew to Albuquerque, did a lot of cool attractions around there, and I rented a car and I drove all the way. <laughs> I did all the different parks and I drove to Flagstaff to see my friends again, and then down to Phoenix for one of our business meetings. Mm-hmm. When I drove around New Mexico, there's no reception, so I made sure to have printed maps. So if to get home, I was able to still figure out my way. We had like infinite amount of time because I literally have so I have so many questions I know. So well, maybe we can do like a follow-up to be like, continued podcast yeah yeah you can also learn more about my solo travels as well as advice on content marketing and creative writing on my blog at klwhiteman.com I feel inspired to go on a solo trip I know now. me too but then <laughs> solo together <laughs> yeah. solo but like at the same time yeah do you want to go like, on a solo trip right <laughs> and then Caitlin can tell us. we can just stay in separate yeah. hotel rooms yeah. but it's like but by separately yeah yeah <laughs> Awesome. Well, I think this was a super fun segment for us, and we're so thankful that you made I know it was last minute, so thank you so much oh, for... thanks for inviting me. I always love to talk about my trips. Well, everyone, I think that's kind of the end of today's podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you want to hear more, you can follow us on social at Red Roof Inn or visit our website, redroof.com. Have a wonderful rest of your week, and we will catch you next time. Safe travels, everyone. Bye.